Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Doing some cryptograms. Sure. What is you do, that? You do cryptograms? Is that like a Robert Langdon thing? Are you trying to so- find the Da Vinci Code? Kinda. It's a thing old people do. Mm-hmm. It's they, they used to be in newspapers, but there's an app where it's a series of letters that are gibberish, but they correspond to letters in the alphabet, and you have to figure oh, out yep, which yep. letters. I used to do those puzzles, sure. They're really fun. Yeah, no, it's the kind of like it's the kind of desperation activity you do in like I don't know, a big box retailer's break room. Yep. Or waking up in the morning. Or in the hospital. Me, me and me and Hannah, we just sat in bed eating bagels and doing cryptograms like some olds. Like a couple of olds. You guys are really disgusting. I know, right? And I need I need you to know this. Yeah, but it's great. We also do crossword puzzles. Yeah, that's that's so goddamn old. We'll swap the crossword puzzles so mm-hmm. the other one will help the other. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're gonna die of old age in like a year. Yeah. Before the year is out, yeah. Uh, hi, it's going to be like the Spielberg segment of the Twilight movie, only like <laughs> opposite. Anyway, hi. We're old now. Hi, everybody. I suppose Hello. we can donate money to the Republican Party. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this beginning. It's, yeah. it's getting people pumped. Yeah. Listen, um, listen. You, you do this to me all the time on Hypecast. Give me this. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. Everything's doing... We're doing great. Mm-hmm. No, we're doing excellent work. This is quality. Yeah. My this, name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. What were you going to say, Tom? I was going to say this episode will land us on, like, best of lists of the year <laughs> for podcasting. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Will. This episode and- alone. <laughs> and we just watched F-Nine. F-Nine! F-Nine, what over? <laughs> <laughs> I love your instincts. <laughs> All right, Dom. What's next? No matter how fast you are. I am not too big compared to you. No one outruns their past. I am more easy. You trying your best to become me. And mine just caught up to me. Been a long time, Dom. Uh, yeah, this is the ninth Fast and Furious. Yeah. Starring um, uh, Vineyard Diesel mm-hmm. and um, other people. Uh, Vi- Vineyard DeSell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, no, this, this movie has a bonkers cast. It's the, it's the latest bonkers edition in this bonkers franchise. Yeah, it, this, is, this is like, you know, people have been waiting for this. They've been waiting to hear podcasts about it. Yeah. Uh, we've been hearing Chomping about this movie for bit. like two years. Yeah. <laughs> Oh to, yeah! To listen no, to this is a podcast movie. Like us, talk about this movie. There's at least like ten podcasts about the Fast and Furious been... movies. I know. Oh yeah, but no, I I mean that's been well. There's only one really good one, obviously. Yeah, there's but, one good one. Yeah, but what I mean is like like there's a lot of podcasts that like make this a tradition. It's like we're gonna talk about Fast and Furious. Oh, new Fast and Furious. Uh, and there's a lot of hype. You know, there's a lot of memes. It's a very meme movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of this particular F movie? Um, um, it was fine. 
Like it was fine. It was fine. There's there was a couple of moments where I laughed pretty hard um, at some yeah. stuff, but otherwise, if I'm being perfectly honest, I felt absolutely nothing watching this movie. So I wanted to address that uh-huh. because I I don't think all right. There's there's a difference between not liking the Fast and Furious franchise mm-hmm. and uh, installment that just is kind of blah. And the, I I wanted to yeah I wanted to. Uh, qualify my opinion with I've only seen maybe half of these so I haven't seen okay. all of them I missed kind of the middle I, I I was stuck around for the beginning and I've been around for the end I haven't seen four uh, I have not seen four five and s- I have not seen four five six and eight I haven't seen the whole saga where um uh Gal Gadot dies yeah I I don't know anything about her character um my favorite has to be at this point Tokyo Trift because I mean this it's just so meaty. Yeah, it's a lot uh, to sink your of, your teethers into. And I guess this is where I was heading is that like these install these this series it reminds me of like the James Bond movies or the Mission Impossibles, which is that I'm never not gonna see them and I'm never not delighted to watch them, mm-hmm. but they they run through me pretty fast. Like when the dust settles. People are going to look back and be like, well, there was like three good ones. You well, know what I yeah. mean? I, I I liked Hobbs and Shaw a lot more than I liked this. Uh, and yes. I, just, I, th- I just think maybe it was a combination of having to wait an additional year for it. And so uh, it was just more stuff leaked throughout that year. And then like it's had this bizarre release where it's been in international theaters for like a month already. Um, yeah. So it's like I felt like when as I was watching the movie, like I had seen everything already. Right. Um, yeah, so I th- knew there wasn't th- any. There was, nothing there, surprising. there was no. There was no surprise. There was no set piece that hadn't already been uh, revealed in a trailer or in something that I just happened to encounter. It just it felt like it felt like going through the motions, like on on my part as well as the movie's part. Like I felt like I was there out of more more out of obligation. At a certain point, right. so it's just like this isn't really like I'm not disliking this. It's just it's it's very going through the motions. I think, yeah, this feels like they they were going through the motions to get to Fast Ten because I don't. There, I've been trying to think of like what makes a good Fast and Furious movie, uh, and what makes us love it, and why do I love Tokyo Drift over this? Mm-hmm. And one is, I think that um, it has to be dead serious about its bullshit, right? But there, the, mel- I, I guess the melodrama is a big factor. Yeah, of the appeal, um, like it has to be earnest. Yeah, the stunts have to be done. That's another big one, and I, I commend this movie like I commend all of them because every time I watch one, I say to myself, "Oh God, they did a CGI stunt there," and then I go Google it, and it's like, "Oh no, no, a <laughs> lot of it, that. No, uh, yeah, I didn't have that. I mean, there's a, a couple of here's things the, where you're well, just like, "Well, that's an effect," but it seemed like there was enough. Yeah, here's the problem: mm-hmm. is that the escalation. There's sort of a, that's a, big a meta yeah. gaming happening now, uh, and there's sort of a internet culture around these movies where people are like oh look how wild they are and they're just sort of you know like we joke about oh the rock you know held that helicopter yeah in Hobson Shaw and there's a good way and a bad way to do that and I felt like this they were a little too in on the joke mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't 
they didn't blow me away with their ridiculousness. Like yeah. going to space. Spoilers, they go to space. But we all the knew that. The problem with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, one, we all knew that. Yeah. Two, they're, everybody's commenting about how wild and crazy it is. Uh, uh, three, it actually isn't that exciting of a sequence. It's just. It's, because. Yeah. It's done it all in CGI. And that's where, what I'm getting to is the two biggest, like, oh, shit, moments, I believe are purely CGI. Well, yeah. Which is the car swinging and the space. You, you put that next to, like, Fast 7, where they jump from one building to another. That was practical elements. Or when they threw the fucking cars out of the plane, they just did that. That was real. Yeah. Uh, and so as a, a car action movie... Sending your car to space kind of creates a situation where I'm actually less impressed by what right, I'm it, seeing. It, it, it immediately it cuts the legs off of what's cool about watching cars in an action scene. Like, we can't actually see it do a car chase or do anything cool. So it just becomes two guys sitting in a car in space, yeah. which is fine. I did, and it's, and it's, I, I appreciated those two characters, which I'm, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I, I fucking loved Tyrese's journey in this movie. Oh, it's great. Um, I love that they, um, when they ram the satellite, they shift in the car. Yes. Yeah, that they had to put the laugh. car into gear. That was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, uh, there's, there's stuff to love in this. It's just kind of well, blah. The, well, the other big set piece was... Um, the truck. The truck. And what they do with the truck is they flip the truck end over end, and it's like, I saw this in the dark night, and they flipped a truck for real. Yeah, like, they might have flipped a tr- yeah, they might have flipped this truck for real, but some of the shots it, were clearly CG. Not a lot of it. Like it's like yeah. like the like the quote unquote money shots that they were really leaning on. It's like those look but CGI. I mean even even beyond the camera made me assume it was CGI because the camera would go places where I'm like, Well, yeah. You would my a point, camera can't swoop in there. My point is is that your big idea is something we've already seen and it's something yeah. we, and it's something we saw 15 years ago in one of the biggest movies of all time on top of that uh we saw in a fast and furious movie they have truck things like that i think in like fast i, I don't want uh, six or so there's one where they do a truck stunt at the end um on top of that i am it's like the dark knight but also Deadpool. There's a few movies where it's like the headquarters is in the truck. In a moving an truck. An armored truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Live Free or Die Hard. or Is that the one that Die Hard for? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where it, So it it felt lazy. And that's what it is, is that what I, well, what I get from a movie like Hobbs and Shaw is that it, one, the story goes places where you don't even expect it to go. You know, when he goes back to his family and they're fighting with booby traps, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, What a what a weird direction to go. This just kind of is a very uh, standard uh, spy thriller plot where it's like they have a MacGuffin. It controls all the satellites. We have to stop them. It felt like a generic James Bond plot, you know, to to the extent where they it's. I think they tell us one time what this device does. They don't really explain why it was made or or, 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 or yeah. to, to what purpose it's being concealed by Kurt Russell. And again, like I said, I haven't seen half of these movies, so maybe that was covered in a previous installment. But even just from comparing it to Hobbs and Shaw, which was the last Fast Saga movie to come out, there's like twice the action in Hobbs and Shaw. There's so much of this yeah. movie. The, one of the things that really stuck out to me watching this movie is that... Uh, 
all the COVID restrictions are lifted in, in California in theaters. Right. Uh, so I had uh, a delightful uh, little kid uh, sitting directly next to me who was speaking at full volume the entire time. Um, sounds like a nightmare, Tom. That sounds like well, a nightmare. The, she was incredibly restless for the entire film and would just keep turning to her dad and like, why do we have to keep watching this movie? And she's like <laughs> watching stuff on her phone and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kids and their attention span. But then I would like look up at the screen and it would be like, we're in the 12th minute of people talking uh, in a Fast and, and Furious like, movie. I hear you, kid. And it's like, this, is a, this is a two and, two and a half hour movie and these motherfuckers won't shut up. Like it's, yeah. there. there's like three action sequences in this film. And a lot of yeah, it, a lot of the rest little. of it is really awkward plot maintenance, and like they do a lot of they do a lot of weird thing. Like, so everybody knows the story, I think, about how there's like when you get big action guys like Vin Diesel or The Rock or Jason Statham, they all have individual sort of guidelines of how they can be portrayed on film because you know each one of them has to keep maintaining a career as a action star that people actually buy. So right. not they have they all have like stipulations where they can't get embarrassed in a fight or something like that. Um but it gets to the point where they like they can't even fight each other. So we get in this movie one of the big selling points is the bad guy is John Cena and he's Vin Diesel's brother. We get one fight scene between the two of them and we see the entirety of it in a trailer and it's just Vin tackles him, they throw a couple of punches and then they run off in opposite directions and that is the only time they fight in the film. Right. Because it's a Fast and Furious movie, they have a habit and they it's funny because they the it's it's again it's almost like the meta of it where yeah. they know like whenever we introduce a villain they're inevitably going to be They're going to be a guy. hero, yeah. They don't even try. They don't even try. One. Yeah, they don't explain he, why he, John Cena is good by the end of the movie. For no reason. They don't explain why. Like they Well, he's... because the villain, yeah. if you remember, mm-hmm. decides to double cross yes. John Cena in the middle of completing the plan. In the middle of which, the plot, yeah. Yeah, instead of waiting until they've won just like randomly, he they're at the truck. They're like driving with the MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and he just double crosses him. Yeah, and it's like you still need him, right? Yeah, you now. still need him for like at least another ten minutes, man. Pump the brakes. Yeah, like and, are and you, are you, causes, is he charging you by the second? Right. And I guess here's the thing: Hobbs and Shaw, a lot of stupid plot, right? A lot of stupid yes. having to get from A to B to C. Yes. Here's what makes it work: is that the writers know that. And they know that it doesn't matter. And so they can do stuff like have Kevin Hart just show up and be like, hey, I'm a, tra- I'm a travel guy. You want me to hook you up? Uh, they can have Ryan Reynolds just like do a bit. They knew that the exposition scenes were meaningless, so they made them fun. Mm-hmm. And they do that a little and bit the- in here, but... Yeah, but not up. nearly enough. Not as much as they need to, yeah. Uh, okay, so one, there are two things that I wanted to... Uh, note that okay. uh, what you just said brought up they they did that once that I actually flagged and it's a scene with Helen Mirren that would that would have been just a normal uh exposition yeah. scene of Vin being like I need to find this person who came to London and she can tell him well somebody came here uh somebody came to London a few weeks ago and started hiring a bunch of dudes you should look into that guy but they do it by they having awesome they do it in a car chase where Helen Mirren has just stolen a valuable necklace and is driving Vin Diesel in a car chase against the police that's brilliant instinct do more of that yes uh, that was the best part of the movie. best part of the movie if you're gonna have an exposition scene with Helen Mirren make it a fucking car chase because it's fast and furious baby uh, yeah um, the 
the thing with I said about John Cena becoming a good guy for no reason, it's like, yeah, the the his like the people he's working for, um, who is this weird German guy and then also Charlie's Theron, uh, double cross him, you know, bafflingly. But then he's just good right. after that. Like it, but yeah, like these people, family. like he was a, a a mercenary bad guy for the past three decades, and this these people were just a, his latest contract, and they tried to fuck him over. But so like, why is he a good guy now? Well, they do they let him go. So the implication is his career continues, but his beef with Vin is I, settled. I, it, it's still I wanna, dumb. Look, I want to talk dumb. for seven hundred years about his beef with Vin. So, but let's finish this thought. Yeah, right. go ahead. You're saying it's dumb. No, it, it is. Of course, it's dumb. I think the implication, though, at the end, they kind of do what the first Fast and Furious did, right? Where he lets him go. Yeah, yeah. That's he what he just it, yeah. says, get out of here. Yeah, he gives uh, him a 10 so, second car, I think. And it's a reference to Brian letting Vin get away in the first one, right? Yeah. So I think that's what's happening. It's just the movie is so messy that that emotional impact of that doesn't really matter. Uh, and yeah, and yeah Brian, uh, or John Cena is just. I, he's ridiculous in this. I want to talk. Um, okay. I have a, a lot of things I want to talk okay. about. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about the fact that Charlize Theron changes clothes while in prison mm-hmm. several times yeah. and is dressed like a fashion model. Dave, did you notice what's not in her cell? What? A toilet. Oh, where has she been pooping? I don't know, man. It's a clear plastic magneto prison You're and there's right. no there's no duke shooting there. Imagine if there was just a pile of shit that kept getting bigger every time yeah. we cut back. <laughs> just... But she literally changes into red yeah. leather pants between yeah. scenes where she's in the prison. She, changes she has like into gorgeous a... earrings. Yeah. She she's she, yeah, she's wearing like $50,000. Um it's yeah. she looks like a John Wick villain. Yeah, in prison. She's in a, in, in, a, prison. in a little Magneto jail with no, they, with they no steal, toilet. They steal, they like capture her from a plane. She's like being transported and she's in designer clothes. Yeah. It is uh, incredibly silly. But that's the sort of shit that I'm like, I love it. Give me more of that, you know? Yeah. The, Give the, me more of that dumb shit. I love that when Vin Diesel goes to do the job at the beginning, they just leave his kid. Yeah. <laughs> like... They have to later say Brian's watching the kid, but initially he just they just abandoned their child. Yeah. in like the middle of the night. Yeah, fuck this kid. Yeah. Um, one of the most heroic things this movie does is uh, an entire heist carried out by John Cena, just lazily ziplining over the city of Edinburgh. Why? Why was he doing that? Because it's amazing. <laughs> He was, and lazily is the perfect lazily word. He dangles. It, it, he's just dangling. It looked, all I could think of was the flying nun. Like, yeah. And then more specifically, the flying poppins in the Arrested Development, like Little Britain like, or whatever. Like, it's, that is yeah, exactly like imagine, what it looks like. Is Mary yeah, Poppins. Yeah, imagine tying a corpse to away. a zip line. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and it's not that high. It's, it's not like, that it's high. It's like rooftop level is how high he is off the ground. So anyone would see him. And he's oh, doing and, this yeah. across. I am not exaggerating when I say he's doing this across the entire city. Yeah, like and he has to he stop like, on a rooftop and shoot a second line. And doesn't he like to continue pick up that gun? Yes. So someone put the guns yes. there in advance. This is a pre-planned zipline yeah. route. All he's doing. This is his is, escape. Yep. All he's doing is meeting a guy who's driving alongside him on the ground. Well. This like, is after he's like he he's stolen the second to... half of the device. 
Right. Which is a whole other thing because they just yada yada. It just cuts to him in the vault taking the second half of the MacGuffin. Yes, You're like, that well, that was me. easy. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I had to, like, I it would have been a rewind moment. Seems like this would have like, been a good. What happened? Yeah. It seems like this would have been a good point for an action scene. I don't know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do a brief. I did like when like we never Vin even tackles him off the zip yeah, line. Yeah, he tackles him and off the zip line. And they fight so yeah. hard that he bashes Vin Diesel's head into the doorway. It's the only lick Cena gets in. And like yeah. it's it, it it brings it back to this weird the thing that I was talking about earlier about like how these action stars have their stipulations and then of course on top of that you have Vin Diesel who is like legendarily a maniac about his yeah. on-screen image. So it seems like he keeps casting like deliberately guys that are huger than him. Yeah, so, so that, he can beat them so up. So he can beat them up. Like they they show a scene where like it's Cena standing up after Vin is, has battered him down and they're like squaring off. And it's like Cena is visibly twice his size. Right. It's it's very funny the, that we never it, it just it, it it's it weirded me out how little Cena actually gets used in this movie because that's pretty much the only action scene he does. There's a brief one in the end when he gets double crossed where he fights a big guy on top of a truck but the rest of the movie he just he doesn't really do anything it's like all setting him up for future movies so i have a tough question uh-huh because i love him i love his movies but is vin diesel hurting this franchise maybe I, I, I think of all right I, I remember the i think it was the how did this get made about hobbs and shaw they point out a very simple fact the scene remember the scene where they have to wear disguises yeah and it's the rock in like a mustache and yeah. like as With a they stupid put it name. very yeah yeah they summed it up for me really well they just said vin diesel would never do that and that kind of is the problem it is very like, much so it, for other movies for example the triple x films or the riddicks his sensibilities work really well because he takes himself so seriously uh that it's he's He's not doing things ironically, which works really well. Mm -hmm. But we've gotten to this point in this franchise where it's so meta that you kind of need Vin Diesel to ha lighten up, yeah. to have like a sense of humor about the series, right? Because it becomes dull otherwise. We need a scene where he wears a mustache and goes in disguise somewhere, he's a, and is very obviously Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's part of his. It, you're you're right because it works so well with him in other franchises. I I think that Riddick is like secretly his most interesting character. Uh, oh and yeah, it's, it's for a lot of those reasons. Um, he's great. Like he's great. I love his films, but he's yeah. I I, I like Hobbs and Shaw. They make fun of each other constantly. Yeah, I I was yeah. The thing that I was going to say is part of his issue is he, he's not really, weirdly, he's not really willing to make fun of himself that much. And then he's Doesn't also. Have a good sense of humor. He's also has a problem with sharing the spotlight. So it's like as the casts of these movies get bigger and bigger and bigger, um, it's going to be, it's going to continue to be, we're going to continue to have to have spinoffs like Hobbs and Shaw that have the actual fun stuff in it. Right, and it Vin's, felt like this movie... Vin still has to look cool. He has to be the coolest. Yeah. In the scenes where Vin wasn't there, they, they felt like they were cramming in all the jokes. Yeah. Um, a good example is the Helen Mirren scene. Great idea, right? Yeah. You know what would have made it better? If Vin Diesel was afraid in the scene, but he can't be afraid, so he's cool about it. Mm -hmm. uh, it would have been a lot more fun if Helen Mirren took him for a ride that made him fucking like, uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that 
they, they obviously they couldn't do that. Also, she gives him a ride to a fuck party. Yeah, she I'm does. Pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure it's the mansion from the Ninth Gate. What a great way to arrive at a fuck party, driven by Helen Mirren. Yeah, it looks like a hitman level. Yeah. Speaking of reused sets, fucking Star Wars is in this. Did you notice that shit? No. The uh, where they go to test the rockets. That's the 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 rebel base in the the newest, the first newest one. Oh, dude! With all I, the mounds. I don't fucking all the remember. Hills? I saw that movie one time. Oh, okay. It's like they clearly went to the abandoned Star Wars set and they filmed that sequence. Maybe it, oh, maybe it was originally something else. I think, or, or maybe Star Wars filmed at a jet propulsion tests. That's what I mean. Range. Is like it yeah. might have been a uh, a thing already, but that um, was very much that set. Here is a major thing that I want to talk about, and I think it has a lot. It probably, it maybe I don't know how much it has to do, but it's probably related to Vin's temperament and his desperate need to look cool, while also his inability to share the spotlight with people. Right, is the whole conflict between him and his brother? Is we have this uh, delightful series of flashbacks uh, in which it took me so long to realize that that actor was supposed to be Vin Diesel by it's, the way yeah it's it's buck wild but I love it I, I I want them to do that instead of the horrifying ghoulish de-aging stuff just cast some dude I don't care that's acting that's yeah, how movies work I, I know I know you're going somewhere but real quick did they de-age Han in those scenes they might have it looked good Whatever they did, it looked good. I couldn't tell if for they the flashbacks. I couldn't tell if they he was just wearing a wig so that he had his long hair. I don't it was know. it was hard to tell. Um, yeah. So their their dad is a like stock car racer um, or NASCAR, uh, and they're on his pit crew working on his car during a race, and their dad crashes and explodes and dies. Uh, the guy that pits him and like Dom goes to jail for attacking the driver that pitted their dad into the wall. Michael Rooker takes uh, young John Cena in to raise him. And then we get another scene later when Dom finally gets out of jail and he confronts uh, his brother, uh, Jacob is John Cena. And is like, I found out what you did. And James, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, like dad exploded after you tinkered with the engine. So you murdered him. So we're yeah. someone in jail. Someone like tells him like, oh, if you do blank, 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 that's going to really fuck up your engine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he comes out of jail, accuses his brother of murdering their father. And is like, I'm going to challenge you to a race. And if I win, you leave town and never come back. So they race. He wins. They and, And then Jacob leaves and we don't see him again until they uh, encounter each other during the action scenes in this movie. Now, the point theoretically Dom's arc in this film would be learning that he was wrong for giving his brother repairing that relationship, right? None of right. that none of that happens. Well, what, they they skip happens, they skip to the relationship is already repaired cuz Dom well, he never He learns Okay. Well, he learns something. Okay, what does he, he learn? He learns he learns that his dad told Jacob to do it. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is, I'm not defending it. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. Uh, what happens is he learns that his dad, this doesn't make any fucking sense, by the way, owes a, a lot of money and um, then tells Jacob, I want you to sabotage my own car. Uh, then profit? Uh, he probably bet him bet against himself. I don't know. Right. It was either. But it he's was, also committing suicide. Is he not? It was unclear. Where he's like, I want you to sabotage my car, yeah. and then it explodes. And so the the 
Dom realizes, oh, he was just doing what our father wanted him to do. Yeah. He's briefly fucked up. He has a drowning dream about it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and yeah, and then they just, for, he just forgives him. He doesn't, though. That's that's what I'm talking about. Dom, uh, he hugs him. Dom never they apologizes. Uh, he never says, hey, I'm sorry for saying that you murdered our dad and then not speaking to you for 30 years. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dom is totally in the wrong <laughs> He here. never apologizes. They never address the fact that he was wrong. Like, those words never pass between them. And no, then, and then it, it ends with... It ends with uh, Dom taking his son, little Brian, to the racetrack where their father exploded. And he says, like, everything I learned about life, I learned on this track. And it's like, you learned how to accuse your brother of murder and abandon him for three decades? Yeah, also, it's like, wait, wait, really? Because we've never seen this track and we've before. We've literally never seen this track before. We didn't even know your dad was a stock car driver. And then it, uh, like yeah. it, it, it end ends, like that goes into one final flashback of dom walking up to jacob as the cops are arriving after he's beaten the other driver with a wrench about to go to jail right. and like jacob's like distraught he's like broken down and crying because on top of everything that's happened we also know that he knows that he just helped his dad kill himself he didn't realize that's what right. he was doing but like his dom walks up to like weepy jacob and it's like yo family is forever man you know he says the family line about how like we we got family we're gonna get through this everything is gonna be all right don't worry and it ends on that note like that's triumphant and it's like but yeah no, but we you know showed us happen. you showed us that what happens right after this is that he accuses jacob of killing their father and cuts him out of the family for three decades. Yep. What are you trying now, to tell me? I think they had they had a hard situation here because they needed to introduce Dom's brother. Uh, and if you were making a real movie series, you would have done that five films ago. Yeah. You know, but they didn't. So they're like, we need we need to cram in a new character. What real, if it's Dom's brother? Real quick, real we need quick. To Just part of the part of the franchise's identity is doing weird shit like that so i don't hate them yes. that much for that like that's part oh, of no, it no no they love doing this yeah it's, it's they finding... go back yeah they rewrite the past yes. all the time and people including love it. like people... why han han faking his death because yeah. kurt russell helps him yeah and it's like if you go back and watch those scenes you're like there's no, no way there's no that. way he's dead like they make he's it dead. very clear that he there's no yeah. fucking way he but got out of that matter. car before it explodes but yeah but we don't care like we don't care it's fine it was smart of them to in to do it all right, we have Dom's brother, so it's like clearly they have beef. So it was a smart idea to be there estranged, but you're right is that it kind of needed more humili humility. At the end, Dom is like, he's like the gatekeeper to the crew where he's like, he's just stone-faced and makes judgments mm -hmm. and he's never wrong. So in this case, he's just like, I have new information. Therefore, you are now family again. But <laughs> he, he never, never apologizes. He never says, never, I, I, we should have talked. Never even. Maybe we right. should have raced. It's right. It's like, it's not, it's not just that he doesn't apologize. He, d he does not even address the wrong that was done. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's not, it's not ever addressed. And that's right. fascinating to me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, at, kind of related to this, I, I want to know, John Cena? Killing it. He's good he's in this. Yeah, it. he's good. He's given a good performance. That the, the hurt on his face in the scenes. Yeah. Like, you really do feel like he's been wronged yeah. and he's carrying this grudge. Uh, he's doing a great job. Yeah. I just I wish they'd have used him for more action. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's... <laughs> 
<laughs> we already talked about the flying nun bit. Holy shit. Um, when he's dangling, it is so funny. Because it does. He looks, he looks like, you know what he looks like? A man on a green screen who wasn't given direction. <laughs> he just looks like a dude lazily ziplining. Yeah. Like, he looks in between takes. Yeah. Like he's he's just got one arm up and that's holding it, himself he's, and he's just it's he's just a, he's not even like he's not even swinging or like going no, with like gravity just, isn't applying to him he's so dense <laughs> like his own inertia is yes. just keeping him motionless um, he's like the terminator like he just weighs 600 pounds yeah. he has his own gravity um also why hasn't john cena played a terminator and, oh, anyway because they're foolish uh it's, yeah. he he looks like He's moving at half the speed of like the gondola ride at, at Bush Gardens. Yes. It's like, so weird. He is crawling um, through the sky. Yeah. Birds are passing him. <laughs> so I was going to change the subject, but. Well, there was one. I mean. No, keep going. I, it, it's not really something that we need to like dive into, but I had flagged it earlier, so I just wanted to circle back to Tyrese. I really enjoyed his character's journey in this, where it's he becomes he becomes mired in this existential crisis over he just suddenly realizes that they're characters in a movie. He's like, "Wait, guys, we keep doing incredible things, and none of us yeah. are even hurt. Like, I'm not even he, cut." He he hits the singularity. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's so meta that I was a little bothered by it. They basically have a scene where he's just like, yeah, why haven't we died or gotten hurt? Well, I And it's almost like, and he almost says, it's almost like we're in a movie. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I, I guess what it is, is I like that idea. If the rest of the film was on that level, like Hobbs and Shaw was on, like if someone said that in Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. I think I would, I would be fine with it. In this movie, it felt tonally like they just were trying to cram in comedy wherever they could. I think it fits enough. Like It didn't feel out of place for me, and it worked for me because they stuck with it. Like If it had just been a thing he said in one scene, it would have been like, oh, okay. But the fact that they made- His arc. It's his arc. It's his arc, and I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That they go to space. Here's- Okay. Some- All right. Space is technically the fastest they've gone, right? Yeah. But it wasn't furious enough, Tom. They, it was not. Is, it was very sedentary. For example, all right, so what happens is they blast into space and we start already tied to the plane. So right there, I was like, nah, I want them to get into space by weird circumstance. Yeah. I want a, a more creative way they get into space, but whatever. They blast into space and then they're just floating there and they hit the satellite. And now, not that this matters, but what they're doing seems redundant. Because they're on the ground stopping the device that links to the satellite, and they're blowing up the satellite. And it's like, you kind of only need to blow up the satellite, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, but whatever. And they can't use their magnets to zap the satellite, so they drive into it. And this is where I feel like it went really wrong. Because they crash into it, they do a hard cut to another scene, mm-hmm. and they cut back, and they're just in the car, and they're like, wow, we made it. Yeah. I was like, wait, why didn't you show me this, it, it, what happened? It, the trip to space was very underwhelming. Yeah. It was weird because they set up the crashing as like, we probably are going to die doing this. And so I thought when it smashed in, I thought like, oh God, they're now like out of the car in their spacesuits. The cars exploded or whatever. No, the car's fine. 
and they're just sitting there and i was like what the fuck just happened give me gravity have them fling through space um and then on top of that i was like okay well we still get to see how they have to return and no they just hitch a ride on the space station which is funny it's fine but again not furious i would have loved to see them having to land the car yeah and like parachute <laughs> down orbit and then in a car. yeah and parachute down and the car survives for some reason and then they land on a road and they drive you know what i mean yeah like give like it just felt like they didn't bring it, it yeah they they started an idea and they didn't take it to the ridiculous extremes that they were already presenting. Yeah, I think it's that's like a, you, they're I, in space. You might as well do whatever. I think it's a lot of the movie. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot of the film kind of suffers from that, where it's like they get as far as the concept, and it's like, well, the concept is enough. It's like, oh no, it's not. Well, you need to like execute yeah. on it. The magnets also disappointed me, to be honest. Uh, um, no, I think they, was some... they did enough with it that I uh, I enjoyed the magnets. I thought they they did they, some clever things. There's some great shit. Um, and again, some effects that I had to later see were indeed practical. Like when that car gets suck- sucked through the building, uh-huh. uh, that was practical. Um, but, and also so many dead people, right? Oh, they they're kill killing so many people. people by the scores. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, it's absurd. <laughs> Nails are getting sucked out of boards and going straight through the heads of children. Uh-huh. You know, like right this has fa- to be just, happening. Just tearing their faces up. Yeah. Um, but I could have still seen more. I would have liked them like using it to repel their cars off jumps. I was expecting uh, that. I was like, like, okay, crazy. One one car is going to drive at another car at like 120 miles an hour, and then they're both going to turn their magnets on, so they just get fucking launched away from yeah. each other. It just felt like there was still more to there do. There was still there. there was still they did enough, but there was still more they could have done. Yeah. Uh, one last thing that I had that I wanted to flag, and it's just it kind of speaks to this movie kind of resting on the concept rather than the execution and then also into Vin's inability to relinquish uh, his sort of hold on the on the movie is right they they set up this conflict between Cena and the German guy uh, who he's working for who's having him steal this device and such and then they 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 roll on John Cena uh, but then Cena gets to have things oh Otto there's something I wanted to tell you you're a rich piece of trash and i'm gonna kill you and he's like all right so you're like oh okay cool like he gets his little villain because like vin diesel's villains is is like charlie Theron. like he's yeah he's got like the big bad villain so like this lesser villain is john cena it's like oh okay so we're gonna get to see him do an action scene where he takes this guy out and no that's not what happens it's just vin, no. vin diesel takes control of the truck we see the the german guy stand up behind him and then vin diesel just jumps out of the truck and it flips down a canyon and explodes and it's like oh because it, it seemed like you guys were setting up like a confrontation between him and John Cena, but I guess we're not doing oh, yeah. that. No, we're not. And For I, the record, he he boomerangs the truck into a drone. Yeah, which was again a good idea, but it's all CGI. Um, I did I I enjoyed it, but it 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 got it's so superhero because he just stands there as the pieces fall around. Yeah, him. he just he doesn't, doesn't even give a shit. Yeah, he ha- he's so focused on being cool that it's like he's forgetting to make the action believable. <laughs> yeah which again it's fast and furious yeah um it, uh, here's I, I mean, what it is I to mean, me i mean believable in terms of at least like pretend like this is actually happening to you yeah here's what it is to me is i think these movies especially vin diesel movies they have a stupid to awesome ratio yes and if the ratio's off 
if there's not enough awesome, then the stupid really shows. Yeah. For example, in Triple X, there's so many stupid plot points, but it's so awesome yeah. that it doesn't matter. Like, he jumps the sports uh, he, car off a bridge and then goes back to his loft to skate with Tony Hawk. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome and stupid. And stupid, uh, but it's the best. He jumps a barn and the barn detonates. Yeah. He, he snowboards He snowboards avalanche. down a mountain. Like, yeah. through the trees. Like, there's no yeah, snow. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, that, and that's in the second one. That's in the one, second one. the third one. one. Yeah, the third one, He yeah, skis. Yeah. He skis, that's right. He it's skis so through a jungle. dumb. It's so incredibly dumb and awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the end of that, when fucking, when the plane explodes and he just goes flying out. Yeah. Like, it's so over the top that you don't care. In this, I was like, again, Hobbs and Shaw, whenever there was a place where there would be a plot hole normally, they just yada yada in such a perfect way that it didn't matter. Um, in this, like, for example, the way they find Han are they ha- the two the two it's michelle ladies. rodriguez and jordana brewster yeah they're having like dinner and they just happen to see where han lives yeah they look up and see his secret hideout it's just right there in all of it's tokyo it's just right there where the, all in of all tokyo. of tokyo because it has a mexican flag on it um and they remembered that he said that like tokyo is his mexico or something yeah uh and it was like wait what like i i, I thought at first that they that was like they just saw somebody's Mexican flag and realized a clue. But no, that was Han's apartment. They just look up and see Han's apartment. And that is so dumb and played so straight that it was like, you know what? Give me fucking Ryan Reynolds skateboarding in and giving them information yeah. or something. Like you got it. You got to you. You have to make that either better, like written wise or silly. And they didn't do either. And I think that's, the stupid to awesome ratio is just so off uh, that when, like, there was just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the awesome is. Vin Diesel uh, collapsing a ceiling on himself. Yeah, Vin Diesel turning into a werewolf and murdering eight guys with his bare hands yeah. was pretty awesome. I don't know why he was doing it, because he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you some time. Yeah. And then Michelle Rodriguez just watches it all, and I was like, well, you're not. Right. really helping but yeah. whatever yeah he he's like i'll buy you sometimes you can escape so he shuts the door he fights a bunch of dudes he pulls the 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 roof of the cistern down on top of them and then like he's in this water he has his water dream and then michelle rodriguez just dives in and rescues him so it was all like pointless it but, was all pointless but it was awesome <laughs> it was awesome so... yeah no notes there don't zero notes yeah, i don't care this, when, when else am i gonna see vin diesel gorilla press a man above his head and then smash his spine down on a metal railing and then just throw his stupid body into an abyss that's awesome yeah we just needed more of that and, and he was awesome dave he was roaring while he did it fuck yeah you know what would have been an amazing thing for them to do i just have this in my notes how funny it would have been if they killed han five minutes after introducing him oh yeah that would have been so perfect yeah he just steps on a landmine or something yeah <laughs> Oh, the landmine was fun. Um, oh, that the, whole the, bit, yeah. Where he's, where he's over the landmine and has to crawl out of the car and jump. I think it could have been uh, filmed better, honestly. I think it should have been quicker, but it was a great concept. I really f- liked that concept. Yeah, it was a fun little bit. And then the, the, yeah. the mine blows the car so that it flips completely over him, but it looks like it's landed on him. It's a fun fake Yeah. Out. I also like that they're in the jungle, right? They're going to the plane crash at the beginning to recover the stuff. Who brought 
I, I guess Vin Diesel, he's driving a sports car. He brought his car. Yeah, he brought his fucking yeah. whatever it is, his charger, I think. And he brought, yeah, he brought like his jungle. Sig- yeah, he brought his signature car because of course he did. He's a dummy. <laughs> Everybody else has Jeeps and he's in a fucking sports yeah, car. Because he's like an, an awesome dummy. <laughs> yeah. But again, that's the great stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what's the, awesome. Mm. That's the shit that we want. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, okay. It's like a delicious cake, Tom. And the cake has a cream filling, and you need a certain cream f- amount of cream filling to like really make that cake feel decadent and gross. And this just felt dry. There wasn't enough cream filling in this. Yeah, cake. I needed my cake to be wetter. Yeah, when I got when I hit the cream filling with my fork, it mm-hmm. was delicious, but it wasn't enough. There just wasn't enough of that. Uh, and like the cake part is great too, but you just need that ratio. And this just didn't have the ratio. Uh, and it's it's hard to pin down exactly why. And I think it's a lot of things. I think it's what you said. The trailer showed us everything. Um, it I think it's the a little the big stunts were all mostly CGI. There was no big stunt that was practical. Yeah, through and through, I think you know I think it's we're we're starting. I think we're starting to see the series uh, get too comfortable. Like it's too comfortable with the idea that it's going to be the biggest hit of the year. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, it feels like and it, it is, it, it's going to be the biggest I'm sure hit of the year. it's, I don't, it, 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 you're starting to get the sense of, well, we don't need to try that hard because we're going to be a big hit. Yep. And I think we're also getting the problem with escalation, Yeah, which is that the escalation is definitely an issue. Well, if you do it wrong, because I honestly think the instinct of going to space is the wrong instinct of how to escalate yeah. this franchise. I think the right instinct is, again, Hobbs and Shaw have a bunch of cars uh, strapped to a helicopter um, and have the rock be pulling them. Yeah. <laughs> um, that isn't technically the biggest stunt they did, but it's the situation that's escalated. It's the ridiculousness escalating. Yeah. Um, going to space means CGI, and it, and it, and it means not really car stunts. Uh, you know, doing at, doing a crossover with Jurassic Park, which apparently Universal wants. Uh, that's not the escalation. I think people people I think people believe that's what they want, but I don't think it'll actually be the escalation people are hoping for. Yeah, because it won't be as, it won't be as fun in the execution inevitably. Yeah, although I will say the space scenes they could have been more fun. They could have done something uh crazier. Like I wanted, to, I want to see. That car burning up in re-entry with Vin Diesel clinging to the side. Yeah, you and, know? and he comes spinning out of it and has to like then is in like a free fall and that's like its own situation as he's returning to Earth. Just fucking make it exactly. crank. I don't give a shit. Yeah, just <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna go over the top, go over the top. Yeah, uh, and it just it it ultimately this feels like an Age of Ultron in that it's a in between movie movie yeah. that's sort of setting things in place for fast 10 like it was like oh yeah charlie's theron has to get out yeah we have to introduce um john cena uh we have to continue to write reasons why brian isn't around yeah. uh, <laughs> man he's just babysitting yeah <laughs> he's, just, he's just a big nerd who doesn't want to go on the adventures anymore yeah um but that, yeah, it, it just, it felt like they were doing maintenance mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah. And so ultimately, I think this is going to be one that people are just going to forget about. 
in yeah, the series. I think this will be yeah, this will be one of the ones that's not. Ranked. It's going to be a yeah. quantum of solace. Yeah, it's going to be a real quantum it's, of solace. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's going to be the one you skip in the box set. Yeah, I mean, I think people are enjoying it because I think where we are in life right now, everybody could use a Fast and Furious movie. I certainly enjoyed sitting in a theater watching it, uh, and it's a nice comfort. I just think in the big picture, we're going to look back on it and be like, oh, yeah, that one wasn't that great, actually. It was a real nothing, yeah. <laughs> Again, a I, lot of, yeah. I felt nothing watching a this lot of movie the Mission for most Impossibles. of it. Yeah, a lot of the Mission Impossibles are now kind of like that. Like, remember the one where he's on the plane, strapped to the side? I don't even remember what movie that was. I I just remember the stunt. Yeah. And it's like, I couldn't tell you the plot of any of those. I can just tell you about the stunts that I liked, and that's fine. They're fun to watch in the moment, and then you sort of forget about them. Um, And I think that's what elevated Hobbs and Shaw, because I think about that movie like every day. Yeah. (laughs) It's a pretty incredible (laughs) film. Yeah, I think about the rock in disguise. Yeah, that's that that carries me off to the dreamlands every night. Yep, just thinking about that. Because yeah. um, Hobbs and Shaw, some of the best parts of that movie wasn't the action. Yeah, that's very true. It's the charisma, yeah. the the performers, and yeah. And this lacked charisma. It really, it really it did. puts a, he he really tamps it down. Vin Diesel does. I, I, I'm I'm yeah. blaming him because cut- it seems like it's his it's his issue. Well, I would say yeah. John Cena also has. He's supposed to be serious because he's the villain, but like Charlie Theron, she's not having nearly as much fun as she should be. She's not that funny. That Yoda line was fun, but that was pretty much it. Like that one Yoda scene. Yeah, and it was uh, a- it was after an entire scene of Star Wars references. Yeah, I don't think they gave them enough good dialogue. I don't think I like, like I I, th- I don't think they cared enough about this one. That's what I'm saying. I think they got yeah. this one definitely f- smacks of this is too comfortable. Yeah. It is. It's too comfortable. They didn't do enough. Shame on them. Yeah. How fucking dare they? Anyway. <laughs> enjoy your money. Enjoy, enjoy your, all en- your money. Enjoy your billion dollars. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I'm all set. All right. Uh, hey, folks, thanks for listening. As always, we um, should tell you about our Patreon real quick. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. If you go on there, you can find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac and Star Trek The Next Futurama. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. Uh, I would watch A Fast and Furious. Probably not this one, but we did. We watched Hobbs and Shaw, I'm sure, right? Uh, we must have. We haven't watched Tokyo Drift, Tom. Oh, well, that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll have to fix that. Uh, we also have a, a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Um, so check that out if you want. I don't I don't know. I don't know either. Don't, Who can say? I don't this, know what anybody world, wants anymore. It's crazy, it's a man. mystery. Yeah, I just want to lie in bed and fucking do cryptograms until I die. Do it. I'm gonna. Yeah. I will. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Make your way towards that reality one quarter mile at a time. Uh, family, et cetera. Yeah, etc. Et <laughs> you murdered my dad, but I'm giving you a head sec- 10 second head start. Yeah. Never going to apologize. Never going to. Finn doesn't apologize. No, he's never been wrong. A, he has that as a tattoo somewhere on his body. Oh, I think we know where it is. <laughs> <laughs>